Hey, happy Tuesday, Mets fans. How are we all doing? I know I'm doing good. I know you're doing good. And we know our Mets are doing good. Who's ready for that three-game series in Wrigley Field starting tonight? I know I am. After sweep, uh, winning the series against Colorado, let's bring on the Cubbies. And I think we kind of got the Cubbies right where we want them. The Cubs are not hitting at all this year. They're 6-9. and nine. They're a team that's at the crossroads. Do they buy? Do they sell? Uh, a lot of high-priced talent coming to the end of the road for the Cubs, so it'll be interesting. Uh, big series for the Cubs, I think. Probably bigger for the Cubs than for the Mets, so we'll see what transpires. The only unfortunate thing is it's three night games at Wrigley. Now, as a kid, Wrigley Field always meant daytime baseball, but nighttime baseball in Wrigley in April, eh, it's just not the same if you ask me, but... We play with the cards that are dealt with us, so let's enjoy the series. Uh, we start off tonight. Now, I don't know about tonight's game. Uh, they'll probably play it. You know them. They'll do everything they can to get these games in. Uh, it's supposed to be in the 30s all day. I think snow until mid-afternoon in Chicago. How much snow, I'm not sure. But if I know the Cubs and if I know Major League Baseball, not like last year when we had COVID-19, they would cancel a game if... Uh, Anything happened, but now with the actually paid patrons coming in through the gates, uh, they'll take whatever revenue they can get, so they'll try to get the game in. Uh, good man Taiwan Walker is coming in to pitch. Taiwan, he's pitched well. Still hasn't had a win. He's got a little Jacob DeGromitis. He's 0-0 with a 2.61 ERA, 1.16 whip, not bad, and 12 strikeouts. And he'll be going against Jake Arrieta, trying to revive his career with the Cubs where he had his most success, so, uh, so far, not bad for Jake, uh, Jake is 2-1 and one on the season, 3.18 ERA, 1.24 whip, 14 strikeouts, that's basically what you can hope for out of Jake, I know that one year he was really dominant, you couldn't even touch him, but if he keeps up that, uh, pitching like that the rest of the year, Cubs will do fine, uh, what the Cubs cannot do is continue to hit like they are hitting, uh, they, you talk about the Mets not being able to hit, Cubs have been horrific. They have a 192 batting average as a team this season, which is last in the league. Uh, the leading hitter is Wilson Contreras with a team with an average of 273. Uh, while the Mets are three and three on the road, hopefully we can win this series and uh, finish above 500 on the road after this series. We've hit six home runs this season, which is last in the National League. Now, if you go by, the only thing that kind of concerns me is we haven't been blowing teams out. And if you look at the teams that have won, the top five home run hitting teams in baseball every year habitually make the playoffs. So, in the regular season, the home run ball does count. So, hopefully the Mets can start hitting those taters. Uh, Dom Smith right now leads the team with two, and he's slugging 429. But we definitely can get more and more power from our power guys and that would be a welcome sight uh and i think that'll come around eventually it's just it's tough to get in a groove with these postponements and days off and traveling it's rough so we'll give them a pass on that for hopefully the bats can get going uh the guy you want to watch out for on the bryant uh cubs so far this year is chris bryant he leads the cubs with 13 hits and 10 rbis uh pete alonzo has four extra base hits for the mets and he's slugging 450 now, in the last 10 games, the Cubs are 3-7 and seven with a 216 batting average, 5.90 ERA, outscored by 24 runs. So hopefully that can continue for the Mets, where the Cubs, we can just step on the Cubs because 
they're not even being competitive uh, most of these games. So you just don't want to see the worm turn and uh, they start getting hot against us. Uh, Mets are 7-3 in their last 10, 243 batting average, 3.0 ERA, and scored uh, opponents by two runs. So despite being four games over 500 in the last 10, we're really not blowing teams out and we're doing worse in losses than we are in wins, but a win is a win and we'll take them. Uh, what do we have to look forward in today's game? Well, let's go with Brandon Nemo. Uh, Brandon Nemo's still on fire, and uh, he's been an on-base machine. Uh, his on-base percentage is over 500, and uh, he is everything we've wanted from Brandon Nimmo this year, that's for sure. Uh, the Met pitching staff, they've, they're a strikeout machine. Uh, they've been averaging 11.43 strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, you can't get any better than that. I mean, that's... You know, <laughs> Well, thank Jacob DeGrom for one most of that. Uh, he's been whiffing guys left and right. Uh, let's go. Uh, what else we got here for you? I'm trying to figure out what I wrote down here. Uh, basically, Dominic Smith, like I said, Brandon Nimmo, they're the guys carrying the weight. Uh, and like I said, Arietta goes today against Walker. Good news is we get to see Jacob DeGrom this series. He'll be going on Thursday. Looking forward to that one. I'm sure you are too. Uh, and who's going tomorrow? Oh, Peterson's going tomorrow. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Peterson tomorrow. So it's going to be a fun series. Uh, like I said, we got the Cubs right where we want them. Uh, let's go for the Jugular. Get at least two out of three. I'll be happy. The pitching's on fire. The Cubs' bats are quiet. So we'll see what we can do. Um, so we'll take in game one, talk about it tomorrow. And when we come back after this message, we'll do all our fun stuff as we normally do. And we'll start off with the trivia question slash Jeopardy question of the day. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. As we do on our fun stuff segment every day, we started off with our trivia Jeopardy question of the day. And today, the question is, what Met pitcher was credited with the first New York Met victory in City Field? Once again, the question is, what Met pitcher is credited with the first Met win in City Field? And we'll be back at the end of the broadcast with the correct answer, so think about it. Lock in your answers at the end of the broadcast. We'll check in to see if you are correct. Now we go to this date in Met history. A segment you kids love and have given me so much, so much good feedback on. I appreciate that. Uh, today we're going with Met birthdays first. And on this date... We have celebrating our birthday, Masato Yoshi. Who remembers Masato? Ah, yes. Masato Yoshi. Two years he was a Mets starting pitcher. Logged a lot of innings. 171 innings in 98 and 174 in 99. Uh, 98 he was 6-8 and eight with a 3.93 ERA. 99 he was 12-8 and eight with a 4.40 ERA. And uh, 
We got him as a free agent, uh, one of those signings from Japan back in January of 1998. And then we traded him to the Colorado Rockies in exchange for Bobby Jones and Larry L. Gonzalez. So Masato gave us two good years. Now the Bobby Jones we got on isn't the Bobby Jones you're probably thinking of. Yeah, Bobby Jones is the player who was a uh, outfielder for the Mets. And uh, now he actually was a pitcher. I'm sorry. He was a pitcher, but it wasn't the Bobby Jones we know. Because Bobby Jones only pitched for us in 2000, 2002, and only pitched in uh, 23 games. But getting to uh, Yoshi, uh, his he wore number 29 and 21 with the Mets. Uh, he did pitch for us in the division series. Uh, pitched one game. Uh, 5.1 innings, no decision, six hits, four runs, four earned runs. 99, he pitched in the uh, league championship series, two games, uh, started two games, uh, only pitched 7.2 innings for the two games combined. But uh, so he was an active and a prominent role in the Mets starting pitching staff. Uh, one claim to fame he had in that 99 season is uh, he gave up 25 home runs. But he did strike out uh, more than 10 against the Yankees in 98. Uh, and overall, in game started by Yoshida, Mets were exactly 500, 29 and 29. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today, Sean Green, number 50. Uh, Sean got a lot, he pitched a lot for the Mets in 70, uh, 2009, if you recall. Came in 79 games. He was basically a short man, uh, 69 innings, 64 hits. 54 strikeouts, 36 walks, ERA of 4.52. And then in 2010, he pitched for us for 11 games. And uh, didn't do too well. But then at the end of the year, he was signed by the Brewers as a free agent in 2010. The other Mets celebrating a birthday today. Now let's jog your memory on this one. Jason Roach. Number 57, drafted in the 20th round of the free agent draft on June 3rd, 1997. Uh, pitched only two games for the Mets. Pitched nine innings and ERA at 12. So not really a noteworthy career for Jason Roach. Uh, at the end of the 2003 season, he still hung on the Mets organization. Then in 2004, was signed by the Tampa Bay Rays as a free agent. Now, as what we also like to do, and you guys are finding this feature pretty fun, is on this date in Met history, we go back to a specific game that was played on this date and reflect on it. Uh, today's game is going to be the Mets and Cardinals at Bush Stadium, April 20th, 1976. Now, going into the game, the cards were managed by Red Shandies. They were in sixth place. Uh, the Mets... We're doing pretty well with Smoking Joe Frazier as the manager. And they were in second place in the NL East, one and a half games out of first place. Uh, the Cards had a pretty good team back then. As you recall, they had uh, Ted Simmons, Hall of Famer, Lou Brock, Hall of Famer. Uh, so they had some really good ball players at the time. Uh, they were an exciting ball club. Another guy they had was the up-and-comer Keith Hernandez. Yeah, Keith was uh, bossing and... Uh, ready to take his role with the Cardinal organization. This game, you can see he still wasn't established. They still had a The Cards had a pretty good lineup. Going into that game, they had Big McBride leading off, Don Kessinger shortstop, Mike Anderson left field, 
batting third, Ted Simmons, catcher fourth, Reggie Smith fifth, right field, Hector Cruz sixth, third base, Keith Mex Hernandez, first base batting seventh, Vic Harris eighth, second base, Wynn McLaughlin. Met lineup. I love doing these lineups and just remembering the past. Brings back so many memories. Wayne Garrett leading off, playing third, Felix Mion batting second, playing second, John Milner in left, batting third, Eddie Cranepool, first baseman, batting fourth, Dave Kingman batting fifth and right, Dell Unser in center, batting sixth, Jerry Grody, the catcher, batting seventh, Mike Phillips, shortstop, batting eighth, and John Matlack, batting ninth. Well, the Mets came into this game with their bats a-swinging. When McLaughlin got beat up pretty bad by the Mets in the first inning. Wayne Garrett led off with a single. And how about this? Felix Mion, the choke-up artist himself, followed with a two-run homer. And it was the only home run he hit all year, so you know it was a good night for the Metsies. And after the first out, Ed Cranepool doubled, and then Del Unser answered with a two-run homer, making it 4 nothing Mets. Who remembers Del patrolling center field? Good glove man. In the top of the seventh, McLaughlin walked Wayne Garrett, then John Milner goes yardy. He hits a two-run homer to give him a 6 nothing lead. Uh, McLaughlin and the Cards were pretty upset at this point. And uh, McLaughlin came in and buzzed Unser in the top of the third inning. Would have hit him with a pitch. And then the bottom of the third inning, John Matlack. What a great pitcher he was. He made a point of the uh, pitches McLaughlin threw and uh, brushed McLaughlin back with a pitch to even things up. And then McLaughlin struck uh, McLaughlin out. Well, it didn't stop there, friends. In the top of the fourth, Matlack came to bat. And the high, hard ones came again. McLaughlin hit Matlack with a pitch. Home plate umpire Bruce Froming tossed McLaughlin out of the game. As he was being ejected from the game, the Mets came running out of the dugout to get him. Dave Kingman. Uh, always looked upon as being aloof and by himself. Not much of a team player, but he, he stood up for his team this day and his pitcher, uh, Matlack, that night. Uh, the six foot six Kingman led the charge and was zeroing in on McLaughlin. But Keith Hernandez, Mex, the future Met legend and broadcaster, who was still Cardinal then, intercepted Kingman attempt, attempting to tackle him. Now, depending on what you hear, some reports say Kingman just tossed Hernandez aside. But after all these years, the memories varied. Uh, that said, Hernandez did save McLaughlin's life. The benches cleared and some punches were thrown and a lot of shoving went on as well. Eventually, the game resumed in the eighth inning. The on single then came home when Joe Torre tripled to center field. In the ninth, Jerry Grody and Mike Phillips both singled off reliever John Curtis. And Wayne Garrett added an RBA single to finish off the Mets' 8-0 win. John Matlack, remember shutouts? Well, Matlack pitched a shutout that day, pitching a six-hit shutout, striking out seven. And uh, he was off to a good start. He was now 2-0 with a 2.57 ERA on the season. Matlack would lead the NL with six shutouts in 76 and win a career-high games, 17 games. 17-10 would be his record. And I th think he made the All-Star team. I'm not sure. Uh, he came in sixth in the Cy Young voting in uh, 76. Uh, Jerry Kuzman came in second. Remember Randy Jones? He had that phenomenal year. He pitched every game just about under two hours and threw minimal pitches, and he was the Cy Young Award winner. Well, Matlack for the year uh, finished with a 2.95 ERA, 16 complete games, and 153 strikeouts. So good year for John Matlack, good year for Kuzman, nice victory for the Mets on this date, 
And that wraps up our uh, look back on this day in Met history. We'll be back with another one tomorrow. But now to get back to our trivia question, Jeopardy question. Who was the first Met pitcher to get a victory at City Field? Well, it was Oliver Perez. And Oliver Perez could have eight runs and five walks in four and a third innings against Cincinnati to start the season. But he held the Padres on this date to one run and three hits at City Field. He walked only two and struck out four. And he got the first win at City Field. Congratulations, Oliver Perez. The first of many in Met history. Hopefully we see a lot of them again this year in uh, Met history. A lot of wins at City Field. Wouldn't mind seeing a few in October. Uh, but first things first, let's bring on the Cubs. I hope you guys enjoy the game. Don't forget, they're all night games this week. Uh, what an oddity. Weekday night games at Wrigley Field. Uh, we're starting off with Taiwan Walker on the mound against Jake Arrieta. Should be a good matchup. Like I said, the Cubs bats are cold. Hopefully the Mets can continue their winning ways. And uh, maybe knock a few out of the ballpark. Although it's tough to hit it when it's that cold in Chicago. So for now, that'll wrap things up. And uh, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. You guys are the best. You're making the Facebook group rock. Uh, please, if you do like this podcast, uh, hit like, leave a comment. Uh, you can always contact me regarding the group or these podcasts at my email address, philstan41 at gmail.com. Make a comment about the group, the podcast, whatever. Uh, thanks so much for your support. If you can, please subscribe to the podcast. We're up every day, and this will be a perfect compliment to the group site. So once again, enjoy your Tuesday. Let's go, Mets, and talk to you tomorrow.